it's definitely an employee's market today. You know, I don't know of many firms that are truly sort of putting their foot down with respect to sort of return to office policies or any of those kind of things because the you know, cost to replace talent today is astronomical. Hello and welcome to The REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borgson-Hito. Today we're talking about talent management and strategic advisory issues with my guest, Ferguson Partners President Gemma Burgess. Gemma was recently named as the next CEO of Ferguson, a position she'll assume on June 1st. Gemma, thanks for speaking with The REIT Report today and congratulations on your new role. Thank you so much. Good to be here. So can you start by giving our listeners an overview of the current environment for commercial real estate hiring and how you expect the rest of 2022 to shape up? Yes, we'd be happy to. I think as probably many of your, your listeners know, we are certainly in this period of uh, what everyone's sort of tagging the, the great resignation. Um, uh, there's, there's most certainly a war on talent. And it's interesting, we were just uh, you know, talking about this uh, a couple of weeks ago at the, um, at the ULI conference too, and, you know, really saying to, to, to the industry, there's, there's a couple of things to know. Obviously, first of all, um, we're obviously dealing with some of the dynamics that other industries are dealing with. You know, the baby boom is retiring. Um, you know, people wanting to potentially work less hours than, than, than we used to when we were younger. Um, but then I also think that we are facing some pretty um, industry specific um, challenges on top of that. Um, if you sort of rewind the clock 15 years ago to the global financial crisis, um, you know, a lot of mid-level professionals kind of left the industry in, in its entirety through that period of time. And those are the folks today, those mid-level folks of the 15 years further through their career would be the individuals that we would be looking at for, um, for succession planning across the industry. So we're, we're definitely facing a, a missing generation in our industry um, that's certainly um, making the uh, succession work more challenging. Right. And you mentioned um, succession planning, uh, specifically CEO succession. Does this aspect of corporate governance get the attention it deserves? And would you say that REITs should be paying particular attention in this area? Definitely. Yes. I think is one of the, you know, one of the, the priorities of um, the, the independent board of directors um, and something that each of those independent directors that we've worked through take very, very seriously. Um, that role, it takes up a lot of their time. <laughs> They're very thoughtful about it, but it definitely needs to, to stay front and center of every, every re-board today. And let's talk a little bit about ESG talent. Um, how hot is this area of recruiting right now? And are firms looking to separate the E, S and G responsibilities amongst those that they hire? Yeah, so it's interesting. I think not just from a hiring perspective, but across all levels of an organization, the, in the REIT world, the E, S and G are, you know, are, are very, very hot topics. You know, on the hiring side of things, I, I think people are trying to, firms are trying to work out um, where they hire talent, where they sort of groom internal talent and how they sort of divide up those responsibilities. On the other side of our business, on the, on the compensation consulting side, it's been interesting to work with a number of REITs to sort of figure out um, how ESG metrics should come into play with respect to executives' compensation. So I think we'll see a bit more of that too. To what extent are you seeing real estate companies looking beyond the industry for fresh talent? It's a really great question and, and something that um, I, I think we've been doing for, for a while, but I, I also think that um, other firms are, are getting more open to this idea. 
um, you know, as we know, our industry is not very diverse. And whenever there's an opportunity to look outside of our industry, and typically this will be for roles that are functional. So if you're hiring for HR, for tech, um, you know, finance and accounting, um, um, any of those industries, law, law, for example, um, there's an opportunity to to recruit from other industries that are more diverse, and it definitely helps to therefore get a get a slate of candidates that might not know real estate, but suddenly are experts on their functions. And as the REITs have got the real estate experience in you know in abundance, um, that can be a really neat solution to kind of broaden out the the pool. And how has the DEI focus within talent search has shifted in recent years? And do you feel the industry is fully committed to incorporating and extending DEI? Oh, this is a really important question, and I think a very, very good question. The, the you know, I, I sort of think back to you know 10, 10 years ago when we talked about DEI, we were literally talking about gender diversity. And it was a really important conversation that we all had to have. And we've all seen just the massive improvements that suddenly the REIT boards have made um, in most instances across the board to bring gender diversity, bring women's voices into, into the boardroom. Um, I think what we all have to do now as an, as an industry is to think beyond gender. Uh, for us, you know, diverse searches today are oftentimes focused on ethnicity, obviously still on, on gender. But also, you know, looking for um, other other thoughts, um, different backgrounds, etc. You know, socioeconomic um, diversity is a very interesting one. Um, so yeah, there's there's definitely a lot more for us to do, and um, it at least feels like the industry is really embracing um, what DE and I will be, and um, starting to get their head and arms around how you build a strategy that not only you know. Um, starts at the top of the board, but also, you know, goes throughout an organization um, and suddenly building a pipeline of diverse professionals that can eventually get up into leadership roles, I think is um, a very important uh, activity that needs to happen across the board. And Jim, what advice do you have for individuals who are A, hoping to start their careers in commercial real estate or B, switching into the industry mid-career? So I, I sort of think through my own journey, you know, I, I joined um, commercial real estate from um, from board practice back in 2007. And I was kind of sold a dream back then that like come into industry, you know, it's, it's a lot more diverse than, um, than than board practice back then. You know, and and it was interesting because I joined and then, of course, pretty soon after it was the was the global financial crisis. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I've just joined the worst industry at the absolute worst time. Um, but what is really interesting and what sort of made me make that decision back in uh, back in 2007 was that I think that everybody can find their place within commercial real estate. If you think through the, the breadth of, of different types of organizations, different functions, um, different roles, um, there really is something for everyone. So, you know, I sort of when I'm talking to, to younger professionals, like starting out in their careers, Say to them, you know, just, you know, dive in and, and see what, what, what you like and, you know, find opportunity to try different things. Um, I'm, I'm hoping uh, we're starting to see some more of these sort of rotation programs come back into the industry, like the good old GE days um, back before the GFC, where people can roll through different functions and get access to different experiences. That's got to be a great way to figure out kind of where your passion lies um, within, a, within a broad industry like commercial real estate. Great. And we've covered lots of ground, but is there anything else that you think we've missed in our questions? I, I just really kind of like try to, um, to to reiterate at the moment across the board, just 
what a huge impact um, the human capital strategies are going to be for firms on a go forward basis. You know, our industry is facing just, you know, just people want to work in different ways today. They want to, you know, work more flexibly. They certainly want to work within an environment where they feel like they belong and that there's a culture that they believe in and um, and they can sort of see a future for themselves. I, I think a lot of real estate firms today are, are sort of embracing this evolution, but it's going to, you know, take some time and it's and we're going to sort of look and feel differently, you know, further forward um, than we do today. You know, technology is going to be a big piece of this too. So there's lots of change happening. And I think there's a lot of change, you know, can be tough to get through, but at the same time, hopefully we sort of end up in a, in a much better, happier place sort of further down the line. And if I could just squeeze in one more question, would you say that employees have the upper hand right now in terms of making these requests for flexibility or other issues that might be important to them? It's definitely an employee's market today. You know, I don't know of many firms that are truly sort of putting their foot down with respect to sort of return to office policies or um, any of those kind of things because the you know, cost to replace talent today is astronomical. And um, therefore, you know, Firms are wanting to find a way to keep their employees satisfied and to, you know, again, take that evolution of their culture to a place that enables people to, you know, to, to stay within their roles. I think, again, sort of particularly here, think about sort of working mums that have had to, at different times over the last couple of years, be sort of, uh, you know, full-time teacher. And and also, you know, many dads, or other parents have done the same thing. So, the, you know, the world has definitely changed. And, and I think because there's such a skills gap, um, such a missing generation in the industry. Fans have really got no choice but to embrace these changes. Gemma, thank you so much for your time today. It was great to see you again. Thank you so much for having me. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe or leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Mm-hmm.